0: Praise God, He is good. Thank you, Lord. If you would, uh, if you have your Bible with you, go to Mark 16, Mark the 16th chapter. Thank you, Lord. Father, we honor you today. We bless you tonight. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, our teacher, our guide, our helper. Thank you for enlightening our minds that we may see and know which way to go, that we may understand those things which are needed and necessary for our lives for today. Thank you for revealing yourself and your perfect plan, revealing the things of the Spirit, revealing the nature of of who you are, the realities of heaven Thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is revealed to us so we can operate and function in it without uh, without any problems whatsoever. We just operate in the kingdom for which we were designed to live. We give you all the praise and glory for working in our lives today. Thank you for those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Lord, we break the power of every demonic force and every lie that would come against people tonight. Those lies are being torn down in Jesus name. The truth is making us free. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Praise God. Amen. Now, uh let me sh- let me share something with you and then we'll see where it goes. This is a believers meeting, so uh you know, I, I try not to as I tell people I tend not to go into teaching mode in the in the believers meeting by default but sometimes some things need to be taught and 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 and, and said in, in in that way um, and so we'll see where where we go you might be familiar with Mark's Mark chapter uh, 16 if you've been a believer very long you know this if you're new uh, new believer you may not and uh, good you won't ever be able to say that again <laughs> those days are over Remember those days when you didn't know about this? Amen, amen. It's like that, uh, our friend, I think it was, uh, it's Greg Fritz. And he said one day, years ago now, he was living in an apartment. And he he said that a friend of his came over one day and, and was telling him he said I found out about that whole. he said about all that Holy Spirit stuff and that speaking in tongues and all that stuff he said I've, he came up to his door one day and said I found out none of that I said that's not he, he said that's not right it's not for today that's all for a long time ago that's all passed away And uh, and Greg looked at him and said you're too late <laughs> he said I already did that for an hour this morning <laughs> how can you tell someone something is gone when you operated. It's normal. Amen, amen, amen. Anyway, Mark chapter 16, you might be familiar with verse 15. He said, go into all the, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. Now I consider these some of the most extreme, um, events a person could ever experience I mean they're from one pendulum to the other saved, condemned saved ultimately means in the family and and then eventually in heaven condemned means separated from God and ultimately in the lake of fire I mean this is is as extreme as you can get anything you would put in the middle would be less than I mean these are the very furthest extremes and what did Jesus tie it to? believing you believe you get this, you don't believe you get that. Interesting. Interesting. That 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 he tied the very most extreme blessing and extreme curse or condemnation to believing or not believing. You understand the way that God thinks. You understand He He highly values our believing. Sometimes someone people try to minimize that. And they try to set, set believing aside, set faith aside, and, and just, well, God is God. And, and they'll always talk about, you know, how God is sovereign and, and, and emphasize these type of things, which is a, you know, really a misunderstanding of the word sovereign. But it's all about, if God wants to do it, He'll do it. If He doesn't want to do it, He do, He won't do it. And they set aside the need to believe. And, and, and they make less important our personal need to believe what God has said and I'm telling you God doesn't put it on the you know on the in the back seat on the shelf. God doesn't set it aside as a secondary um, work of his spirit in our lives. Uh, no it's primary in fact you can't even get close to the Lord until you believe really and and, and, and so go over to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter ten. This this stuff is all good for salvation, you know. R- Romans the tenth chapter. And um, how many know Romans ten? And, and 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 no, you know the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, notice with me, verse verse ten, Romans ten ten. It, it reads, "For with the heart one believes unto." righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation you know you know believing actually is an event that involves both the heart and the mouth and so he's basically saying your belief which is expressed through the mouth produces righteousness right you believe unto righteousness or being made right with God. How can you be made right with God? Well, that's up to the Lord. He has to... No, no, no. That's up to you whether you're right with God. It's up to me whether I'm right with God. So so you, you mean, you mean if you like do everything right and live a real clean life, then you're right with God. No, no, no. If I believe I'm right with God, I believe unto righteousness. It's what comes out of my mouth, my confession that brings salvation to my life. Nothing else, Amen. Not, not not anything we can do. Not not praying real hard. Not going to church, you know, faithfully for a long period. Nothing, just believing. So that sounds too good to be true. Sometimes people push back at this, especially if you've been raised in a religion. You know, different funky religions are around. They'll, they'll they'll say things to us. They'll say things to me. Like well, you're just saying you can just believe something and go to heaven, one hundred percent. Oh, I can't believe that. You're just saying you can just live like any way you want and still go to heaven. No, those, those are your words. I'm not talking about what I do at all because what I do is irrelevant. Believing gets you into heaven. My belief in the Lord has caused me to live a certain way. Because I've received salvation, no, I just a whole bunch of things I don't want to do. And if I do do them, I feel bad about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I don't, I'm not getting salvation. I'm not getting right with God by anything else but believing. Listen, this is still top shelf, high level material for all believers, for all people. I'm going to say it this way after salvation. After you receive eternal life, this is still the way God functions. He still needs you to believe something. Amen. Say, <laughs> so, what do you mean like as opposed to... Well, as opposed to waiting for a special move of the Spirit. As opposed to waiting for a, a gift to manifest where all of a sudden something comes upon me uh, not tied to what I believe. Waiting for, for a word to come out, a word of knowledge to come, or a glorious presence of God to come. I'm waiting for that. When God decides to move in my life like that, because we've heard of people, you know, people have visions of this and that, and people see this and that, and God moves in amazing ways, and we tell, I tell those stories, and I tell all these things myself. I'm waiting for my day. Dude, you could be waiting a long time. You could be waiting a long, long time, and it might not be till heaven till you see the angel you're waiting for. Or till you experience some kind of glorious whatever manifestation of blah, someone you heard about someone else having, and all of a sudden your life is amazing from that point on. You could be waiting a long time. Pastor, that doesn't sound like faith. You're not, you're not encouraging me. <laughs> I'm encouraging you along the lines of God's Word. Now go to Acts. Uh, left turn, Acts 14. Hallelujah. I find it interesting sometimes, certain things I speak out, I speak about at times or teach on, it's like as soon as I get on it, I can tell that Lord, the, the Lord is is happy with it. <laughs> And why is he happy? He wants people to know things. One of them is when I teach the believer's authority and that kind of stuff. It's always like he's like, yes, 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 yes. Because <laughs> he wants people to rise up and take their place and use what he's given them. And uh, say, why do you say that now? Because I'm feeling good. <laughs> I-, I think the Lord is pleased. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Acts chapter 14, verse 8, And in Lystra a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be saved. Excuse me. Seeing that he had faith for finances... Seeing that he had faith uh, for his relationships. You reading a different translation than me? (laughs) Seeing that he had faith for his prayers to be answered. Seeing that he had faith, I don't know, what do you want to put in there? Seeing that he had faith, uh, my point is you can have faith for a lot of different things. Paul, said, seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. So this guy was listening to Paul preach the gospel, according to the verse we didn't read in verse 7. He was listening to Paul preach the gospel. And somewhere along the line during Paul's message, he got faith to be healed. Now obviously he wasn't one of the... Paul wasn't one of those preachers telling people sometimes God wants you healed, sometimes He doesn't want you healed. Sometimes He's teaching you a lesson, sometimes... He wasn't teaching that because that doesn't give anybody faith to be healed. That gives everybody faith to stay the same. Alright? But here, here, here's my point. He got, in this moment, faith to be healed. And then all he needed was a little help, someone to say, Get up, man. Get up. Stand up. Right? And, uh, and when he did he said oh i got to act on this because he had faith in his heart to be healed that he had to act on yeah. yeah but he had faith in particular to be healed notice what this verse does not say it, it, it mentions nothing about you know for example paul going down reaching to him and yanking him up like we see at the gate beautiful with peter and and John we don't so so there's not, no working of miracles happening here we don't see other gifts of the Spirit. We don't see that Paul even laid hands on him and had a tangible anointing like in Acts 19. It, no tangible anointing was going out of Paul. What happened? It was plain, old, plain Jane. You know, no reason to believe there were any fireworks or spiritual clouds or glory or bright lights or fragrances. Just Paul preaching the Gospel. And in the middle of it, Someone believed it. And the only thing Paul did that might have been unique is he was able to perceive it. whether that was natural, you know where he's like, man that guy looks like he has it, right Or whether it's spiritual, where he spiritually perceived it, but the guy got it. He got the message. because he got the message, he got his healing. In other words, he believed something very specific. Here's, here's what we need to understand about about God and His kingdom and, and how His blessings flow into people's lives. Is uh, We can wait for gifts of the Spirit. We can wait for a special move, for a, for a special anointing, a special calling of different... Or we can just believe what is written in here. And anything that is available to any person through a special manifestation of a gift is available to that same person and everybody else by faith in God's promises. Don't you remember Jesus? He seemed to speak like this and think this way. Over in, uh, I think it's Mark chapter 9, where He said, if you can believe, speaking to a guy, He said, all things are possible... To who? To him who believes. What? What's possible to the believing one? Anything. All things. You can. So I'm, I was just praying that tonight I'd come to church and there'd be a word of knowledge for my situation and uh, and my and I'd get healed. Well, you know why were you praying that? And what? And side note, what promise were you standing on when you asked the Lord that? What scripture did you use to say, Lord, I'm believing that I'm going to get called out in the service tonight? Because you don't have a verse on that, you know. Just a heads up, FYI. Not a verse. Not a verse on that. Can you have the healing, the deliverance, the freedom? 100%. Absolutely. Can you have it in a certain way? No guarantees there. Amen. And this is why... I think some, when they're waiting on a special kaboom, special pizzazz, special event, say <laughs> I want everyone helped at all times. I don't want people waiting, well, here I go again, So always someone else gets called out. <laughs> always someone else gets the word. <laughs> always someone else. Why well, come it's never my situation? Well, I don't really know. You know, if I'm ministering or someone else is ministering, you get what you get. <laughs> you know, you share what you know. And thank God for the gifts. And I believe there'll be times when we'll, we'll stand up here and call things out, the whole service. And it'll be one right after other and be glorious. So why don't you do that now? Because I can't. (laughs) Say, well, Jesus could. No, He couldn't. See, that's a misnomer. Well, Jesus could do that. If Jesus were here, He would do that. He would heal everyone. Some of you are saying, well, I think that. (laughs) Okay, okay. Go to Mark uh, chapter 6. Say, I've read those stories about the whole multitude being healed. And I have too, and I'm going to keep reading them. (laughs) And those are true and right. But do you think it always happened that way? It didn't. Not even with Jesus. And Jesus was, as you know, functioning as a man anointed by the Spirit, not functioning as God, just doing whatever He wanted. He was following the leading of the Spirit inside of Him. He said, whatever I see my father do, I do. And without him, I can do nothing. That was Jesus talking. And one day he went home. Because he'd been on the road doing his ministry. Traveling from place to place. And great sign, mighty wonders. Speaking with great power and authority. Amazing things were happening. The crowds were building. And so he said, I'm going home. Amen. Anybody have a home? That's like away from where you are, like where you grew up. You know, if you go back there, there's people you know and people you went to school with and families there, and they all kind of know you. And if you ever go back there, you kind of like to bring your A game. You know, it's like when people go to their high school reunions especially that first one usually they chill after that but that first one after 10 years people want to they all want to be successful and look good and so their classmates can see and be impressed with them it's pride you know but, but people want to do that when they go home okay Jesus is going to Nazareth where he grew up building things carpenter's son right when he gets there what do they say huh there's this Jesus we've been hearing about. We know Him, though. We knew His family. We knew, we knew Him growing up. And they're, they're kind of they're bugged by it. They're bugged by Him getting all this attention. In fact, they're offended. Offended at Jesus. You know He had to be the nicest guy growing up. But I don't, I don't like all these stories they're hearing and Him getting all this attention. And He shows up. And wouldn't that be a perfect place? To say it what? Oh, so you guys are questioning the whole, you know, Messiah thing. (laughs) You guys are questioning the whole call of God and the miracles. Why don't we just line up the blind people? There's blind people there, deaf people, crippled people. There's people with all kinds of physical ailments and big ones. If I was Jesus and I could or you could, wouldn't you do that? Hey, let's get everyone together in the high school gymnasium. <laughs> Jesus is home. and Let's bring the worst of the worst. Let's line them up. See, hear, walk. And just let them all. Then, then let's see, see who has something to say. Have the doctors there, you know, testing them out. And, and we'll prove who he is. That would have been a perfect time. Think of how many believers they could have made. Say, didn't it work that way? It didn't work that way. In fact, the Scripture says in verse 5, because, you know, you you can read all that. Verse 5, He could, now He could do no mighty work there except that He laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Sick people meaning uh, sickly or minor ailments. All right, Got a couple headaches, healed... Couple ang nails fixed, you know, little maybe a little sore joints, uh, but no, nothing major. And you notice it didn't say that he refused to do it. I'll show you guys, I'm not doing anything here. No, it says he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. That's Jesus. He Jesus couldn't do it there. Not that he wouldn't do it. He tried to. What do you mean? How do you know he tried to? Well, how do you know he couldn't do it? How do you know you can't unless you're putting hands on people and they're not receiving? Amen. And so he did. And verse 6 says, he marveled because of their unbelief. Remember, it all goes back to this. You believe or you unbelieve. You believe or you don't believe. Believing produces the most amazing thing, eternal life, salvation, heaven. Unbelieving produces eternal condemnation. So anything in the middle falls into that same category. So what did he do? He went about in the villages in a circuit teaching. So when people have an unbelief problem, what do they need? They need taught. They need the Word of God. And and, and one of the things... That you'll hear me say from time to time, and it's kind of one of our hallmarks, our themes, is that we are a church of both the Word and the Spirit. The Word and the Spirit. It's easy to fall into a ditch on either side. Okay? In other words, if it's all, if all we do is have teaching and no, no Spirit, um, well, people often become proud. They become puffed up with knowledge. And uh, But we need the Word of God. Uh, it, but at the same time, people can overdose on the other side. Meaning it's all spirit. Every, just Everything's waiting on a move of the spirit. Always waiting on a gift of the spirit. Always waiting. Have to have a prophecy. Have to have a word of knowledge. Have to have a word of wisdom. Have to have a vision. Have to have an angelic visitation. Have to have some kind of manifestation of God. You can believe God right where you are independent of any anything yeah. spirit. You can believe God. The spirit gets involved with that. Amen. Here's here's my point. Don't wait. Believe God right now. Don't wait for some special move. Are we going to have special moves? Of course. We're not going to go in the other ditch. But we can't always be waiting. I need someone to lay hands on me. Well, you know, we'd be happy to lay hands on you, but you don't have to have that. What if you're alone? What if you're by yourself? There's no one around. You can believe God. You can say, I believe what He said to me about my life. And He will begin to move in your life at that very moment. The moment you believe. Praise God. Amen. What if I'm feeling down? Believe your way out of it. What if I'm feeling sick? Believe your way out of it. What if I don't know what to do? Believe your way into revelation knowledge. Everything is on the table with God. All of His promises are there, present and available to every single one of us. And anyone at any time can take God and His Word and believe Him. We can trust Him for these things. Praise God. Go over to... uh, Can you take another verse? Which one? (laughs) Uh, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I tell you, the Lord is still the same as He always has been. And it's still impossible to please God without faith. And so this is not a lesser way that I'm talking about. It's a better way. Meaning, if you just take God at His word and believe Him and trust Him in the middle of whatever uh, you're trusting Him for, whatever you need in your life, uh, it's a better way. It's a superior way, really, than it is if some special manifestation happens in your life. It's superior. You'll end up spiritually strong at the end of it. As opposed to uh, the person who's just waiting on a special special move and manifestation of the Spirit. i remember you know you know sometimes people get something by a gift of the spirit and then later on they have an opportunity to lose what they get, they've they've received i don't know if that's ever happened to you where you got something in a moment maybe a healing or something like that and uh, and then later on it's like the problem came back has anybody ever experienced that and uh, see so you're not so you thought you were the only one <laughs> Man, I thought I was healed. You were. Well, why does it hurt again? Because there is a needed step of faith for you to take to keep it off of you. It really is. I remember there was this uh, young lady years ago. We were in a meeting. And she had uh, female uh, problems, like real extreme. um, Meaning her time of the month would come and she'd be laid up in bed. It was just super painful and super issue bad issues and and it, we we're in a meeting and 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 uh, she got called out uh, through a word of knowledge ministered to and uh, and was completely healed and uh, the next six months no problems whatsoever just easy peasy and uh, and it was that issue was completely gone six months later and then all of a sudden boom it's back and and someone might say well she never got healed in the first place 6 months were very real to her were very real she got healed and she wasn't having the severe cramps and stuff that she was having and but then all of a sudden it's back you know what she did then she said ah absolutely not mr devil <laughs> and she took the word of God without a special calling without a special manifestation without anyone else praying she said absolutely not I am not going to have this and I resist this in Jesus name I call my body healed and whole and strong you know what happened? it left again and this time you know what? it stayed gone and she never had to resist that uh, in, you know, in, as a real specific thing again in her life why? she used her faith Amen. God wants every one of us to use our faith, no matter if there's a special move or manifestation of the Spirit or not. We need to believe. And you can. This is not hard to believe. I think sometimes we do ourselves a disservice when we put our issues, we put healing or miracles or or provision or whatever, open doors, opportunities, in some kind of hard category. Like getting saved, that's easy. But this other stuff, that's hard. I know how we think. You know, just the opposite. I started off, This, these are the extremes. If, if believing can get you into heaven, that very same belief can get your body healed. Can receive an answer to prayer. Easier. It's less than. It's not more than. It's less. Amen. Amen. So how does it work? How did it work when, when, when you got saved? With me, I never struggled over it. I was told, Jesus died for your sins on the cross. You know, raised up on the third day. If you'll pray and accept Him as your Lord and Savior, you'll be saved. Do so you know what I had to do after that? I had to say it every day for two months before it would work. No. (laughs) So what did you do? Same thing you did. I prayed and it worked the very first time. And I just accepted it. Did you feel different? I don't remember feeling any different, but I knew it worked. How did you know? By faith. I knew Jesus was now my Lord and Savior. That was my choice. And it's worked all these years. Now, say, what about that saying it every day? I know sometimes we do that because we're battling our thoughts. Battling symptoms, battling circumstances, battling our own thought life. I'm saying it's not really necessary, but sometimes it's necessary for us because we have to get over the hurdle because we've made this little tiny problem the biggest problem in the universe. We've made it way bigger than salvation. So we do whatever we need to do to get past that hurdle right up here. But believing really is an easy thing. Say it out loud. I believe that believing is easy. God said it. I take it. I believe it. That's enough. John chapter 5 verse 2. Now there is in the there there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool which is called in the Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. What are they wait? What are they doing? Waiting. waiting. Believing? Waiting. No, not believing anything. <laughs> waiting. What are they doing? Waiting, waiting. for what? Moving the moving of the Because they heard that song about healing in the water or something. They're waiting for the water to move. Well, why? It says verse 4, For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the swirling of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. All right. What are they waiting for? Special move. They're sitting there. How many? Lots. <laughs> uh, a great multitude of sick people. So this is not a happy place. (laughs) Everyone there's a great multitude, and they're all sick. And what are they waiting for? Well, one of them's going to get healed every once in a while. Out of a great multitude, once in a while there's a special move, and an angel comes. An angel goes, and they say, the water's moving! Mad dash for the pool. (laughs) And what happens? 99.9% of them go, missed it again. And, and year after year they're sitting there and they're, they're playing the lottery. <laughs> and one person get, gets healed. And there's no... I mean, I can just imagine sometimes someone get, who gets there first is one of the most mobile people there. <laughs> In other words, they have the smallest problem. You got this guy over here who hasn't walked all his life and he's never getting healed. So this is bad news place. For the vast majority of them. All right? They're sitting there waiting. I wonder how many Christians today, in a similar sense, are waiting. They're waiting for a move of God, waiting for a move of the Spirit. I remember hearing years ago a particular minister was teaching about Israel coming out of Egypt uh, in the book of Exodus. God del- Moses through Moses, that so God delivered them out of Egypt. And one of the things that the Scripture says about them, it says there was, n- n- there was not one feeble among them. Okay? In other words, uh, you can see this without me going into teaching it. They, they did the Passover, which is Jesus, eventually, type of Jesus. They did the Passover. And when they left, they basically went out of Egypt uh, healed and, and made rich. Because they took all the Egyptians' gold, they said, "Here, you want this? Want this? Want this?" And they literally cleaned them out. So God prospered them instantly and healed them all through the Passover and so forth. And and anyway, it's a great story, great type and shadow. And you know, we'll do that with communion sometime. And uh, uh, but anyway, this person who was teaching that principle said, was telling everyone that he believed that there was a move of God coming. And that was going to be the case where everyone in, in the body of Christ was going to be healed. And I, and you, what happens when you preach that is you can get a lot of shouts, a lot of excitement, a lot of amen. Wow, everyone's going to get it. That means I'm finally going to get my healing. Anyway, that he preached that a long time ago. A lot of those people died already who are waiting for a special move of the Spirit when everyone gets healed. Say, is that going to happen? I don't see that scripturally that that's going to happen. No. It happened in Christ. And we receive those things by faith. But there's just, where there's all of a sudden a day going to come where every Christian on the planet is made perfectly whole at the rapture. I mean, (laughs) when we're given new bodies, yeah. But in this life, no. No. I see... That if we're waiting on some special move, and listen, I'm not anti-special move. I'm not anti-revival, anti-glorious outpourings. I'm believing for and expecting great moves of God. And if you've heard me talk before, I'm believing to be leading services where everyone in the service gets healed. Just like some of those meetings that Jesus had. Okay? But if I could snap my finger and make it happen, I'd do it. I think probably all of us would. We'd go into the hospital, boom. Let's go to the next hospital, boom. It just doesn't work that way. And in this situation, all these people are waiting. And if you're waiting on something, well, one of these days my life's going to get good. No, it's not. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It's going to stink next year too. (laughs) Unless you rise up and say, you know what? I'm going to make it different by taking God at His Word. I'm going to believe His promises for me. I'm going to believe that Jesus came to give me life and give it to me more abundantly. I'm going to believe that by His stripes, I am healed. I'm just going to believe it independent of any move of the Spirit or any special work of God. I'm going to take it for myself Right now. You know what God's doing when you're saying that? That's my boy. That's my girl right there. That's the way I like it. You're taking me at my word. See, that kind of belief is not going to produce less of a move of God. It's going to produce more. So all these people are waiting. Verse 5. Now a certain man who was there who had an infirmity 38 years. How many know he was bummed out for a while? (laughs) Constant disappointment. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him and said, Well, I believe I am well. In fact, if you'll just reach down here and touch me on the forehead... Uh, the power, your power that power will go right into me effect in a healing and a cure my bones will be made straight my feet will be made strong and I'm going to get up here and run and shout and worship God I believe I receive my healing now oh I'm reading the wrong translation again <laughs> the sick man answered him sir I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up but while I am coming another steps down before me obviously a person that can walk Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. And so, I want you to picture what happened here. Jesus, remember Jesus? Mr. He healed them all? Because those things happened. He had great meetings. Everyone was healed. On this day, what did he do? Goes into sick headquarters great multitude of sick people goes up to one person asks them what they what they want so forth the person had no no words of faith no confidence in God all they did was complain have you ever met that person what's wrong with you oh I shouldn't have asked because <laughs> there because <laughs> there is no faith coming out of that person's mouth it's just, I just can't, and no one this, and I tried, and no one puts me in, and and I've been here for 38 years. and, and You can see there's no faith there, right? He's complaining. I and mean, that guy gets healed. Say, that's not even fair. <laughs> but think about all the other people there. They didn't. One person out of that great multitude got healed and they walked out of the pool of Bethesda and everyone else was left there sick. Say, why is that? I guess God didn't want them healed. Baloney! <laughs> that is not the message. Okay? Here's the. Can I tell you though? See, why didn't Jesus heal the rest of them? He couldn't. He couldn't just go in there. You're all healed see what do you wh- 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 how, why do you say he couldn't do that if he could have he would have he tried to do it in his own hometown it didn't work their unbelief overrode him see could he have gotten more of them healed well he could have gone in there and te- and taught the word he could have gotten there and, and spoke to people and people could believe and then they could receive but this was a special moment. This was a this is a illustration of gifts of the spirit in operation. He goes in there, he has a word for basically there's a guy in there. I we it doesn't say exactly how it came, but Jesus knew there's a guy in there been crippled. I'm going to go in there and raise him up. He said I can't do anything but what my Father shows me. So the Father actually showed him that. Showed him the guy so he went in there and acted on it. It's the same way all of us minister. Sometimes I get real spe- clear in specific direction And I can just act on it. And it's awesome. But most of the time, it's called, speak the word. And people can believe it. Like the guy in Acts 14, Paul's just having a good old gospel service. Sharing the gospel, preaching the gospel to all those people. And right in the middle of it, someone says, that is for me. That healing word is for me. I'm about to get well. Amen. And that's the thing all of us can do independent of any special move we can all believe God today for what he has provided say it out loud again say I can can believe believe God God for anything that he has promised for everything that he has made available I can I I am a believer in God's word word. I I can overcome in every situation. It is easy for me to be healed. It is easy for me to have prayers answered. It is easy for my needs to be met. It is easy for me to hear from God. I am his child. I belong to him. His promises are mine. And he is faithful to me every time to do exactly what he said he would do. I'm a believer, not a doubter. And I choose life in my life. (laughs) Amen. Father, thank you tonight.